Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fans of our on-demand show, we now have a brand new daily podcast. We're calling it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. Yeah, it's where we just talk about something else that didn't fit into the show. And sometimes we use naughty language. Yes! Not often, though, because it's naughty. Finally! Find it right now via the iHeart app. Just search for Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. My chance to work blue! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See, senor. It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, on what for some people is a holiday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who once said, I have a dream that someday the content of people's characters won't mean anything at all, and they will be judged immediately on their race or ethnicity. I have some controversial MLK stuff later from a book 
that was written in which the author uh, was hoping for a moratorium on the I Have a Dream speech for at least 10 years. Huh. So time could be spent on some of the other things Martin Luther King Jr. said. This particular author is a big fan of the later MLK, the later controversial stuff that uh, this guy believes in. But, Hmm. you know, toward the end of MLK's life, he spent a lot of time on being a socialist and believing white people were inherently racist. I see. Which uh, we have quotes to back up. So it's pretty interesting. It's a controversial stance. Well, yeah, I'd like to hear about it. If only because it's so annoying that after a certain amount of time... If anybody talks about Led Zeppelin, they play Stairway to Heaven as if that's the only song. Right. And Martin Luther King Jr., that's the only speech he ever made. It's the only thing he ever said. I mean, it just gets distilled down to such a dumb little, you know, sample. I would like to spend a full hour discussing the BuzzFeed report that shook the nation. Then the council said, eh, that didn't happen. Then move on to the Catholic kids at the Lincoln Memorial hassling that poor old Indian. That story I've not followed. I'm, I'm looking oh, forward am, to you. I am all over it. I'm looking forward to you relaying that. Then I want to spend a full two hours talking oh, about NFL officiating. Yes! Yes! <laughs> as followed I, by violence! As I watched my first... Pre- preceded by and followed by violence. I watched my first snaps of NFL yesterday, and I joined the game at a time where I think I saw four plays in 35 minutes. Yes! Is that what you all like? Oh, is that what you all enjoy? You is when America's... that ref goes under the hood and starts looking at those replays, that's when it gets is exciting. Is that why it's America's most uh, popular sport? Because you like the whole four plays in over a half an hour lifestyle? Wow, that's really good stuff. And then they get it wrong anyway. So, uh, what is? wow, that's good stuff. I really got to be indisputable visual evidence to overturn the call on the field. really blah, feel blah, blah, blah. like I missed out on something by not watching more of that this year. Well, then, the truly horrifying calls that affected the outcomes, nay, dictated the outcomes of both games, are not reviewable. So they didn't <laughs> review those. Anyway, let's <clears throat> introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Good. I'm going to be the first one to bring up a conspiracy theory All that right. the NFL wanted L.A. in the Super Bowl instead of New Orleans, and so those referees just swallowed their whistles. Yeah, it could just be. Just like the Kings-Lakers game way back game in the day. Six, oh, game 7 <laughs> never forget. What? I, I, will, I would say that it's always seemed crazy to me that with so much money on the line, that you wouldn't try to rig it. I mean, there are gazillions of dollars on the line, and it doesn't matter. So, so it's just surprising to me that you wouldn't try to rig it. Ah, but there are there are bigger piles of money, much bigger, many times bigger, at stake if the game is tainted. If you get caught, right? Yeah, if you get caught, then the whole sure. thing falls apart. Uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, yes, as you guys have, have covered, there was much good sports ball going on the uh, the television over the weekend. Four I, plays in 35 minutes, man. That's some action-packed stuff. I, on the other hand, was busily trying to uh, advance my my digital ranking in an online game that I was playing, and I am pleased to announce that in the Magic the Gathering Arena game, I am now a diamond-ranked player. So <laughs> in addition to all of the other qualifications that I have, just know that you are also working with a very powerful sorcerer. <laughs> I should uh, I should have you coach my kids on the video games. We got a, an old school '80s Nintendo set, and they're playing. Oh, this. that's how I that's how I sharpen these skills. They're playing some sort of old timey early '80s games in which all the characters are like little blocks, and you can't tell what anything is. A lot of digital sound. Beep, boop, boop, oh yeah. Boop. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I make them turn the volume down because it drives me crazy. Wow. <laughs> 
Well, to make yet another out-of-date reference on the Armstrong and Getty Show, you're very much, uh, well, Mickey, training Rocky, having him chase chickens. Very old school. Yeah. You gotta eat like that, that crap thunder. Uh-huh. Um, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Indeed, a thrilling day of Sunday football, and like the Rams and the Pats, I am a winner. My financial investment in the sporting contests had worked out very, very well, so tomorrow... Once again, I'll bring home the bacon. Oh, yes! Not until tomorrow, because our local bacon outlet is closed for Martin Luther King Day. What? Yes. All right. So, I know, because I parked in one of their spots. I thought, that's handy. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I'll take my, one of the parking spots. My pork yearnings don't take a day off. Huh? <laughs> what? Daddy, I got the pork yearnings! <laughs> wow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday. January 21st, the year 2019, Donald J. Trump was uh, officially became president two years ago yesterday. Two years. I'll be darned. Uh, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Seems like 20. It does seem like Some a long ways. time. Oh, boy. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regs, here we go at Mark. Sweet streets like Handel and Beethoven compose music. Sweet streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweet streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. There you go. That's, uh, thank you, Sean, for picking that out. That's uh, one of my favorite speeches at MLK. Before the controversial later stuff, I don't know, or maybe not, uh, the point of that speech uh, being uh, spend your life doing whatever you do the best you can humanly do it. Live a worth uh, life worth living. Good one. Another one of those speeches, which has been totally relegated to, you know, the, the, the file cabinet by the stairway to heaven of his speeches. I think you should update it to where, if, unless you become a celebrity, what is the point of even being alive? I Don't. think that should be the modern day, <laughs> modern day speech. It's an insult to make a living. Let the government support. Well, you. certainly, certainly doing it obscurely. Um. Right. If you do sweep a street, post it on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. And maybe you can get a million See followers. See how many likes you can get. <laughs> Show a little boob. What are, <laughs> what are our other headlines, Marshall? Uh, Trump Pelosi shut down standoff continues with a Trump shout out to San Francisco. It's official. The 2020 presidential race is on another Dem throwing her hat into the ring. And a president's lawyer weighs in on who said what to who and does it really matter. Coming up. Well, and how crazy it is, is it that the biggest story of last week, the special counsel broke all their precedent and came out and said, nah, come on now. Yeah. Slow down. That people. is amazing. And it's incredible. The, the great silent, silent special counsel spoke up. Wow. Yeah. And what does that mean about the other stuff that they didn't say anything about? Does it mean anything? I don't know. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. We have our weekly shower thoughts to start the week on a philosophical note and, and more. Yep, all on the way. And if you missed that story on Thursday and Friday because you, you got a real life, we got to bring you up to speed on it. It's quite amazing. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. One of the major candidates that's going to run against Trump is officially in the race. Marshall's got that in his news coming up. I don't know if this morning if you saw the super blood wolf blitzer moon, but 
it was... I was attacked by it. It was the brightest moon I've ever seen. I actually turned off my headlights on my county road to see if I could drive without them, and yes, easily. I don't remember seeing it at all. And I actually attempted to read a book. I easily (laughs) could read a book by moonlight. It It was so bright. Until the wolves came out and attacked you. Very, very cool. Wow, I, how did I, what? Uh, mailbag. Wow, we got, uh, Michael has a technical problem. A look on his face, trying to fight the computer as usual, Michael. Yeah, I just couldn't get the cursor right where I needed it. The guy who plays this uh, organ riff thinks it's a holiday. So they didn't have to work today. <laughs> That's right. All music is live here on the Armstrong. Absolutely, we have an orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> And a little shaky from the uh, conference championship game uh, festivities there, Michael? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Michael's a vodka neat man. Well, you got to do something the during the play reviews since yeah. there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Might as well drink or eat. Telling you. So first of all, a, uh, a quote of the day. Not a freedom-loving quote exactly, but it's from Pablo Picasso. I just found it very uh, thought-provoking. You could go with an MLK quote today, but I didn't. I uh, just didn't think of it. Every act of creation is first an act of destruction. Just contemplate that. I don't understand. You ruin paint when you paint a painting. The paint is gone as paint. You know what I mean? Clay. You got to squash the clay, and it's it's never it's not clay anymore. Now it's something new. Okay. So and then what am I supposed to do? If you're going to invent a business, you're taking money from something else. That other president. Okay. You just have to think. I told you. I already told you. Think about it. Yeah. All right. Here's your uh, crime, uh, federal crime a day, because there are so many federal crimes. Not only do we not know how many there are, nobody even knows how to count them. Uh, section 27 U.S. Code, paragraph 205, subparagraph E, 20727 CFR, uh, paragraph 7.41A, makes it a federal crime for a brewery to sell beer in interstate commerce if the label hasn't been approved by the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau. Mm. All right. I had a friend once who who drank a mislabeled beer. Mm. Dead. Wow. Dead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Unapproved label. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Took his life in his hands. Here's Heather from beautiful Tracy, California. It says uh, she didn't come up with this originally, uh, but she has an amateur shower thought for us. Your fingers have fingertips, but your toes don't have toe tips. <laughs> Yet you can tiptoe, but you cannot tip finger. Fascinating. <laughs> oh, boy. And then she suggests instead of a slogan for the year, a, uh, a haiku for the year. <laughs> But we get every time we want to identify the show, we're going to do a haiku, Heather. I think not. Although I don't know. Go ahead, Michael. This is just because Heather made me laugh. Jack, the haiku, of course, with the five syllables, the seven, and the five. You familiar right. with that? Stupid. <laughs> How would you compare haikus with NFL officiating? Which one earns more of your eye? Wait, has Which... the haiku started? I, I was counting no. the syllables. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, Sean. Oh, oh sorry. Stand sorry. down. Which one is more repugnant to you, the haiku or the officiating? I'd like to ignore both. All right. <clears throat> Here we go, Sean. Fighting the machine with OSG. J. I'm sorry, I screwed it up. Old Simple Jack is OSJ. Fighting the machine with OSJ and High Road in 2019. There you go. That's yeah, beautiful. It's, it's the very limitations that sets the artist free, Jack. Where's the machine? Yeah, that's right. All right, now your weekly uh, shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. 
Uh, I like this one because it's condescending toward the young. <laughs> I'm kidding. When you're a teenager and you watch your parents trying to use technology, that's how they feel when you start to date. It's kind of sad, and he has no idea what he's doing. Oof. It's kind of pathetic. Yeah. Stakes are a lot higher. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and, and certainly there would be no mockery. Um, But, uh eh. Let's see. I'm not uh, looking forward to that period of my uh, kid's life. No. I'm not in a rush to get there. It's fraught. It's completely natural and all that sort of stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's, uh, I tell you but what. But I'm though. not in a hurry. Yeah, well, you don't have girls, so I have. Uh, I don't have a lot of sympathy for you because it's very different. Oh, very God. Very different. I can't even imagine. Woo! I can't even imagine. Mm. Let's see. Moving along. You can't lose a homing pigeon. If it doesn't come back, then you've just lost a normal pigeon. <laughs> it didn't home. A regular pigeon. Yeah. Dang it. It was a regular pigeon. It just flew away. I like this one. As long <laughs> as long as you add Instagram in front of a noun, it automatically reduces the value of the noun. For example, Instagram model, Instagram photographer, Instagram poems. Well, that's true. Do people post poems on Instagram? Yeah, often, I thought it was for pictures. I think they post everything. Oh yeah, it's often in, inspirational poetry with their with their buttocks picture. <laughs> you are oh, oh you're boy. right. For at least for me, I don't know if for some people it, it it elevates you, but yeah, to me that makes you yay. You have an Instagram account and post things on it. Mm. Congratulations! Right. The number of people that are older than you constantly decreases and will never go back up. Oof. Oof, indeed. Uh, let's see. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> it's weird that you have one hand that knows how to do everything, and your other hand just sits there like, I don't know how to use a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is, that is unnecessarily judgmental. I went, through, I went through a time where I was trying. I thought ambidextrous was such a cool thing. I was yeah. act, actively trying to train to write just numbers with my left hand. I gave up after like three days. But, but it, it's you could do it. Yeah, it, but it is. But what would, would the advantage be? Well, I, you'd be able cool to write numbers trick. with either hand. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's baffling to me how foreign it is to do something as simple yeah. as writing with oh, your yeah. offhand. Oh yeah. Oh, let's see. Airbnb is prostitution for your house. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, let's see. And then, uh, oh, and finally, this one. All computer users will love this one. Every ad is an ad for ad block. <laughs> yeah, point. no kidding. No kidding. All right, moving along to the correspondence proper in the little time we have. It's a nice note from uh, Neil. Oh, he says, listen, he went and saw the They Shall Never Grow Old World War I yeah, documentary. I really want to see that in the theater. Colorized. He said, you must see it in 3D. It's the best 3D and colorization I've ever seen. It really is a phenomenal work of art and obviously a labor of love. The final theater showing is today. What? Today. Is that available to me anywhere? Signs off K-T-A-G-M-Y-H-S. Keep talking about great movies you haven't seen. Right. Uh, then he says he loved the sh- loves the show. Thanks, Neil. Uh, I suggest check your local listings. I, you know what? I probably could do that today. I think I you should. You should. I, I will. Let's see. And this. Uh, well, how much time do we have, Michael? I've got a clock in front of me. Why am I asking you? Uh, Joe from Dayton, Ohio, with a scathing note about the... Inspectors in my town getting a getting admittance to my home, whether I want them there or not, 
just because I got a new water heater in my garage. Right. And uh, we'll read your note in moments, Joe, from Dayton, because it's a good one. So huge story in the development of uh, media and journalism in America that happened over the weekend. And Marshall will bring you up to speed on that. Really, really should be a time where everybody stops and takes a look at themselves in the news business, I hope. And the great viral story over the weekend, fake. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Coming up on the show, we will talk about the most dangerous Negro in America. That is what the FBI director called Martin Luther King Jr., Wow. That's something, isn't it? Wow. Wow. Wow is right. Um, in a way that you might not hear MLK uh, uh, discuss today, for better or worse. <laughs> I hope for better. Um, right. Right. The uh, super crib note glossed over idle, not a human being, just cliched discussion is well, just useless to, or useful to nobody. I well, think. we do that with everything. I know it. I know. Everybody knows like half a dozen words about, you know, whatever, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, anybody. Uh, anybody of great note. Any of the great philosophers of, of the last half century, even. Like, mm. uh, you know, MLK, arguably. So, let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. But we know plenty about who's going to be on Celebrity Big Brother, don't yes, we? Yes, I do. We're a stupid country. No I absolutely offense. do. Lindsay Lohan's mom. Can't wait. Last week, BuzzFeed came out with a story that President Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, had told the special prosecutor that Trump had ordered him to lie to Congress about meetings to discuss a proposed Trump Tower in Moscow. I remember that. It happened on uh, Thursday night. Yes. It was quite the talk of this show and everywhere on Friday morning both in journalism and in politics, I actually saw a roundtable discussion on Friday in which they were discussing which candidate would be best to run against Mike Pence, with the assumption being that Trump was so clearly either going to have to resign or be impeached. Right. We're now on to the discussion of who should the candidate be to run against Mike Pence. Wow. The outrage building all day until, in an extremely rare move, the spokesman for special counsel Robert Mueller publicly disputed the story. Mueller's spokesperson saying, The description of relevant statements to the special counsel's office in that BuzzFeed report are not accurate. President Trump telling reporters after Mueller's move, I thought that the BuzzFeed piece and maybe... Equally as bad, the coverage of the BuzzFeed phony story. It was a total phony story. And I appreciate the special counsel coming out with a statement last night. I think it was very appropriate that they did so. I very much appreciate that. I think that the BuzzFeed piece was a disgrace to our country. It was a disgrace to journalism. And I think also that the coverage by the mainstream media was disgraceful. So, uh, well, it was. It was disgraceful. It was absolutely disgraceful. So what do you take from Mueller actually stepping into this story and saying, no, no, wait a second, before we get too far down this road? That just ain't true. That's extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, obviously, uh, I think... And this is, you know, an interesting point. I think Mueller and his people understood that this story is of 
much more significance than other allegations, rumors, stories. I hate to use the I word, but Mueller might have been thinking, you know, this is a big enough club to cause an impeachment. And I'm not going to let that rumor run wild. Which is, uh, again, extraordinary on several several different levels. So a lot of people were parsing the statement from the special prosecutor's office saying, well, the, the, you could look at this as his saying part of it is wrong, or which part of it is wrong, and BuzzFeed said they want clarification. I appreciate that, that, that MSNBC's, one of their legal analysts, was willing to say this. You can spend hours parsing the statement from Mueller's office. But given how unusual it is for any DOG office to issue this sort of on-the-record denial, let alone this office, suspect it means the story's core contention that they have evidence Trump told Cohen to lie is fundamentally wrong. That is clearly true. Of course that's the case. They weren't uh, objecting to the grammar used in the story or, uh, you know, you guys said uh, you told him in May it was actually the 1st of June or anything. No, no, no. It's fundamentally incorrect. I was watching Howard Kurtz's show, and maybe we can play some clips from that later. The show he does on Sunday, Media Matters, where he talks about how the media covers things. Mm-hmm. And he was basically had his head in his hand the whole hour of, yeah. how did we become this? Right. To where we where unsubstantiated stories right. by anonymous sources, everybody runs with it and just goes. And then you and then you speculate to the next level all day long. Right. How did we become this? And it is it is pretty out of control. Well, it is out of control. Desperate times call for def- desperate measures. Old, old saying and media outlets are desperate. And so they are doing desperate things like uh, taking a shred of a rumor and going wall to wall with it and screaming it from the, the, the top of the tower. Jeffrey Tubin on CNN said, people are going to take from this story, what they're going to take is that the news media are a bunch of leftist liars who are dying to get the president and they're willing to lie to do it. I just think this is a bad day for all of us. That's for from liberal Jeffrey Tubin. I, I would think that at some point, all of the media would would determine we are going to get Trump reelected unless we start to really buckle down and do a good job of journalism. That's an interesting point. That would motivate them. Yeah. If you, you were think so. appealed to their ethics, you'd be hooted out of the newsroom. Again, to the desperation thing. Because you just handed Donald Trump a giant golden platter of you get to claim the next big story is fake news no oh. matter what. Yeah. Well, and anybody other than a, a, a completely dedicated progressive has seen the WAPO front page stories, the New York Times front page stories, your CNN front banner stories, turn out to be fake or false over and over again and be overheated. They're not always false, but quite a few of them have been false. And and so this was a giant kahuna of a, of a fake yeah. news story, and more and more people are just not going to listen to what the CNNs and the, you know, the big media outlets have to say. They're increasing cynicism toward themselves in a way that I don't think they understand how corrosive it is. And we ought to get out. You know what? Remind me about the, the phrase mainstream media. I want to bring that up in a second, but Marshall has more for us. All right. I just want to wrap this up because the matchup for Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta Woo! is locked. The New England Patriots will be taking on the L.A. Rams. Touchdown, Patriots! What did I just tell you? You forget about them. And that's what this team's about. Well, I'm just glad to see the Patriots will finally get a shot at the Super Bowl. Five of the last six. I didn't right. realize that. I realize nobody wants to hear from a guy who watched his first NFL game of the year yesterday Not complain really, no. about the league. <laughs> but when are they going to uh, adopt the college overtime? I know. 
How do you have the most exciting player in the sport not get to touch the ball in overtime? How do you think that's a good way to decide a game? The biggest play of the game was the coin flip. Right, and that's that not the way to... stinks. In college, the coin flip doesn't matter. Nope. I mean, it gives you a slight advantage, you know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you'd rather uh, go first than second. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> It's true. Maybe you'd like to see what the other yeah. team does. Yeah. Sure. I'd rather it's, go it's second. Matter of strategy. Yeah. There but you go. Just, to, to have the most exciting player in the game, just watch. See how never touch the ball is crazy. Especially, well, all right. That's enough. That's enough. It probably is. That's enough. I'll and be would, marching on Washington. And I would think they'd be for making it more exciting and longer, which is what would happen. More advertising. Sure. Although anyway. each team gets it on the 20, right? So it's it wouldn't be longer. Just be more exciting. Yeah. Well, you can sometimes they get six overtimes or whatever. But. Um, Kamala Harris is in the race. We didn't get to that. We got to talk about that. She's officially in the 2020 race. She's a serious contender for the nomination. Sorry, though, Indian Americans. She's not Indian. She's black for some reason. I don't know that angle of the story. How have you ever heard her described as Indian American? No, no, of course not. That doesn't play quite as jazzy in the media. <laughs> we have so many things to get to today. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, uh, Michael, look up what the band was on Saturday Night Live that I'd never heard of. Play one of their songs. I thought they were awesome. Speaking of music coming up, Jimmy Buffett's bizarre mic drop at the NFL playoff game. Who? Jimmy Buffett. The the old uh, barefoot guy? That's him. Exactly. Kamala Harris is in. Yeah, Marshall's going to get to that at some point. Yes. That's uh, that's one of your big ones. Um, a one follow up on the BuzzFeed story thing that happened over the weekend, and man, there's so much to say about this. Um, I hope it's a wake up call for all journalism, and though I don't care whether you're the hardest of hardcore pro Trump or the hardest of hardcore anti Trump, right? We all benefit from the media taking it very seriously. Uh, double sourcing, you know, blah, 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 all the stuff that they used to do. Yeah. It's just so important to our democracy functioning. You know, one of the leaders of that could be Ronan Farrow, who has really emerged as a rock star journalist in the last couple of years, mostly around the uh, the hashtag MeTooHarveyWeinstein stuff. But he tweeted over the weekend, I can't speak to BuzzFeed sourcing, but for what it's worth, I decline to run with parts of the narrative that they conveyed based on a source central to the story, repeatedly disputing the idea that Trump directly issued orders of that kind. Mm. So he did some ooching around to try to, uh, you know, get in on that story, and he was getting the opposite take. Right, right. That's Did BuzzFeed yeah. ignore that or not take that next step that Ronan Farrow did or what? Well, I, I think we're in a transitional period uh, for media, and it may never end because things change so quickly these days and so constantly. But um, the... I tweeted about the story as soon as it broke that uh, the uh, Mueller's people put out word that it was not true. 
Um, and, and I said something about the, the mainstream media got another one wrong and a big one. And a couple of people said, guys, BuzzFeed is not the mainstream media. And, you know, you are talking about principle and the long game and how if you have a principled reputation, you're accurate. People know they can count on you. Your words carry much, much more weight. But again, that's the long game. And I think modern media is too fevered to get stuff on, get it in front of eyes and ears and get those clicks. And it's obvious. I mean, it's not like this is some sort of a student analysis of modern media. It's, it's obviously true. Um, but uh, that gets us back to the point that people said, guys, BuzzFeed is not mainstream media. What are you talking about? How do you handle, how do you describe a story that's broken by BuzzFeed News, which I think it was positive Sean pointed out, is different from BuzzFeed uh, uh, five cleanses to to make your colon more fresh. I mean, it's right. just BuzzFeed News is trying to become a serious news source. They it's like put, people would complain about the Fox channel that has The Simpsons and right. everything as yeah. if it's Fox News. Right, right. Like, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl on Fox. They're right-wingers. No, that's different than... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't watch it because who wants to watch Tom Brady again? <laughs> Patriots fans do, with all due respect. I don't and, watch... And, and good for you. I don't watch 40-year-olds exercise. That's just <laughs> a, it's a rule of mine. <laughs> but so how do you handle a story where BuzzFeed News, which is would-be mainstream media, quote quote breaks a story and it is omnipresent being discussed in the heavyweight mainstream news media around the country around the world for 48 hours how is that not the mainstream media i, it is. I get that it is one, it is, it, it is 100 percent. it's I a mean, it's a ridiculous conversation and even that's a mainstream media story when the new york times and msnbc and everybody's talking about it all day long right it, and they ignored the dossier, which BuzzFeed also broke, which is right. a load of crap. But BuzzFeed broke that story, and nobody ran with it because they had more skepticism back then or what. But the Washington Post, a bunch of people ignored that story. They, it was floating around for lots of people, and they didn't run it. Well, this, they did. I would also suggest that, and this gets to motivations and, and, and why they're running so wild, the dossier thing kind of sort of indirectly perhaps in a way suggested that blah 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 russia blah 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 hookers blah 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 the rest of it um whereas this is now we can't impeach him now we can't impeach him i mean in a very direct way and so the uh you know the mainstream media lifted up their skirts they just figured all right and uh, well and listen they all stepped in and corrected it but that but so that that's its own problem Oh, absolutely. They, they can't get in the business of. So, so there'll be another big story probably this week, probably today. But certainly this week, there will be another big anti-Trump story front pages of The Washington Post or something that is being disputed by various people. And when Mueller doesn't issue a correction, there's going to be a jump to the conclusion that it's true. Right. Yes. Because now we're into the. Which is why Mueller's people never do that. Right. Right, right. Because and then you create the, if they don't deny it, it's obviously true. <laughs> Com- Com- Comey talked about that, is if you start weighing in on every story, well, then the ones you don't weigh in on, everybody assumes it's okay. Right. Which is no good either. Right. A rare moment of James Comey making sense and not serving himself, at least briefly. Here's a question for you, though. In fairness to, for instance, the WAPO, at which we have uh, many friends, show business friends, not real friends, uh, but do you report on a report that is that big 
Well, according to Howard Kurtz, who used to work for the Washington Post, you don't unless you can verify it yourself. yourself. Yeah. Well, that's the old ways, Jack. That's old timey. That's riding a mule to work, dude. I mean, that is is old timey. That's picking your banjo on the front porch journalism. Not modern go-go 21st century century journalism. As was said by somebody, the worst thing, the best thing you can have is an exclusive. The worst thing you can have is a story that stays an exclusive <laughs> for days. Because right. that means nobody could verify that it's true. I mean, yeah. I could have an exclusive right now. Exclusive! We have landed on Mars. But if nobody backs that up, <laughs> yeah, I get it. it doesn't mean anything. I get it. So, evidently, Jimmy Buffett of Margaritaville fame. Old, bald, uh, barefoot guy. Uh, was chosen for some reason to sing the national anthem for the Nolan Saints game. Now, granted, he's got that whole seafaring thing. And last I checked, New Orleans is right there on the Gulf of Mexico. And that's his. He's uh, probably. I thought that was his town. Is it? New Orleans, yeah. Well, it could be. Like he owns it or what? He's the mayor and just. He likes to party there. From there, I thought. Is he from I there? I could be wrong. I know, yeah, he, talks, I, no, he talks about New Orleans. I always think of him uh, adrift in the Caribbean hmm. or uh, Key West or something like that. But anyway, it doesn't. I mean, that's fine. I'm not disputing the choice. I'm told it was fairly tuneless and not very good, but that's fine. It's it's all about the, uh, the love of country to me, so not the quality of the singing. But at the end of it, in the home of the... Visit your local Margaritaville restaurant. And the home of the brave. And then he reaches his hand straight out to his side with the microphone and drops the mic. And is... Evidently, that's controversial. Because? What does it mean? Is it disrespectful? Why would that be disrespectful? It's, It's the anthem. You don't do a mic drop at the end of the anthem. You don't? No, certainly not. It's baffling. It's uh, it's untoward. Well, I'm willing to be outraged by a lot of things, but this isn't. This you isn't, don't, you don't understand the modern world, Jack. I have a better question. Did he wear shoes and socks <laughs> to sing the national anthem, or is he standing there hardly wearing any clothes? With nude feet. Like No, I, indeed. <laughs> he is wearing what appear to be athletic shoes. Good. Of some sort. Be, be shod, old man. <laughs> <laughs> that was, of course, immediately preceding the referees granting Los Angeles the right to play in the Super Bowl <laughs> instead of the Saints, who actually won the game. Yeah, I, we've probably talked about this too much because if you don't, if you don't care about the NFL, you don't care at all. But mm. you do have problems with uh, with all sports when the announcers are just they talk about how well that was completely a blown call. That was just completely wrong. Right? Critical calls, critical moments. I mean, game deciding. Calls. Not arguably, they could have gotten the momentum. and No, like, if that play happened the way it happened instead of the way they called it, game is over. And not, you could see it different ways, or that was a tough one. No, they got that one completely wrong. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough That's a tough. Situation. It is tough. And, and here's the impossible position the refs are in. Because they're not bad people. They don't yes, go they out are. Th- all right. They don't go out there thinking, you know, let's see, there's one fan base whose hopes will be dashed. I think I'll make it New Orleans. They, they're trying their best. They don't want to be humiliated either. But the game is too fast. But also, hasn't it become a situation because things are under, under review? Well, that's and, what I was in, getting to. In baseball and the NFL where they, they don't have the guts to make the call anymore. There is some of that, yeah. But 
we live in a world where you can replay it from 30 different angles, frame by frame, and you can see, you can see now was he blinking when he caught the ball, Jim? And they can figure that out. Now, all sports, go and, with the call at the time on the field and move on. And That's no what replays like. on TV yeah. either for the fans. <laughs> If you're if you uh, glanced away to see if there's any more a uh, chip dip left, you, forget it. You're screwed. You don't get to see <laughs> that. Like play. the old days, right? Um, so we'll talk about MLK. We'll talk about Kamala Harris, who's running for president. Did you hear about the mean racist MAGA high schoolers who practically killed an old Indian fella? Well, we'll tell you more about. It. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.